0: Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening on today's episode. Now, you're not getting season five yet. That's coming January in 2023. However, you are getting to listen to one of the top four episodes of our 2022 season, and I love each of these episodes so much. We did the three top guest episodes, as well as the top solo episode from this year. And I hope you are able to, if you didn't listen to it before, you get a chance to listen to it now, or you re-listen to it and pull out new nuggets that you may have missed, you know, whenever the kid was crying or the dishes got loud, or it was time to pull dinner out of the oven. Be safe, have a great holiday season, and I will see you guys in 2023. You guys are in for such a treat. This week's episode is featuring Corinda K of Corinda K Photography and 365 Days of Horses. Now, she is an equine photographer and an educator and mentor for photographers. Today, we are talking about money mindset. We are challenging how we think about money and that icky feeling we can sometimes get when making a sale. So listen in on this episode to figure out if your buddy mindset is causing you strife in an area of your business that you could be feeling success. Hey y'all, thank you for listening to the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you're a photographer looking to grow your business without feeling tied to your computer, then this is the space for you. In this season, we're tackling the nitty gritty of running an organized and successful photography business. So grab your AirPods, your favorite note-taking tools, and let's get your photography business working for you. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Young Podcast. I'm really excited about today's guest, Corinda Kensler. She is a photographer who travels around the world photogra- photographing, why do I keep saying photographing, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: photographing no. equestrians and their horses when she is not photographing clients. You can find her on Zoom, helping fellow photographers crush their limiting beliefs and build the business of their dreams. She is based out of Houston, Texas, and has been in the photography world for nearly a decade. Corinna started out photographing, oh my lanta. Uh, She started out photographing newborns and weddings and made the switch to equine photography six years ago. And she's phenomenal, y'all. She I have been following Corinda for three years, three and a half years now, mm-hmm. and her photographs literally sit behind me every single day and just bring me so much joy, and I get so many compliments that compliments on them day in and day out, and eventually I will stop being so tongue-tied today. Corinda, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Yes, I'm excited to be here today.
0: Awesome. So... With all of your different accolades, you are also one of the most charitable photographers I've ever come across. You have such a heart for giving back to your community, to the people who are in your life. And I love that so Mm -hmm. much, especially when we're talking about money mindset today, because I feel like there is a stigma maybe when at least this is something that my mom said to me months ago she's like you know people who are quote unquote rich or well off don't give they're very like you know tight pocketed they don't give a whole lot but one of the things that I love about your business is you are a successful photographer and you make it a point to give back every single year
1: yeah, I think that's that's so important and that statement that you said about like we're told these things about people who are wealthy or people who have money or people who make money and it like freaks us out when we think about making lots of money as business owners we're like I can't make so much money because if I make money I'm going to be x y and z all of these horrible things that we've created in our minds. Yeah. So it's a super important valuable point that you just made there and that is like the root of everything in our lives and our business, you know.
0: Absolutely. I, I keep telling my husband as like the only reason, not maybe not the only, but a big reason why I want to be well off, wealthy is so that I can give back is so when someone in our community is diagnosed with cancer, we can donate to their treatment or you know any number of, of worthy causes in our community, in our nation. I, and I just love that that's such an important mission for you too.
1: Yeah, and I think that's an interesting point because you see people feel like photography is such like a gift that we should just share with people and they feel guilty for charging for this gift that they have. And I wanna challenge them and say that you should charge all the money in the world and make all the money in the world because then you can give back in a way that you could have never imagined, right? And you can pick and choose like, this is something I'm passionate about. So I wanna give back to this cause. So I can afford to give $10,000 away because I have other clients that are paying me money. So I can take all this money and just give it away. And it allows you to choose and be very diligent with your giving and sharing with other people.
0: I love that perspective. All right, so let's let's dive into, into money mindset, why it's important, why you, the, the concept behind it. I didn't even realize the story stories that we tell ourselves about money until I was a business owner. So I think it's a very interesting concept that I I really want to dive into today. So let's tell me tell me your your stance on it.
1: Yeah, so let me tell you how I first discovered that this was an issue and kind of where it came from. I remember every time I had to talk about money with a client, I would literally like start having a panic attack. Like inside I was like, "Oh, I don't want to say the number" or I'd say the number and I'd be like, let me go hide in the corner. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, huh, this is weird. And I was literally driving down the road one day and I thought maybe I need a money mindset coach. Like literally I was like, I wonder if that's a thing. And I pulled out my phone and I Googled money mindset coach. And literally I booked an appointment with the first person that came up on Google and her name is Christina bold. Actually. She's amazing. And I had a meeting with her and I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm so screwed up. My parents screwed me up. This is all their fault. (laughs) She was asking me questions like, What did your parents tell you about money? How did your parents handle their money? You know, did you think they were responsible? Did you think they were irresponsible? What are your views on that? And it was just like this epiphany of like everything that my parents did or said or the ways they behaved with their money when I was a child shaped all of these thoughts that I had. Like, you know? And I genuinely thought I didn't take credit cards for a long time because I thought that if somebody paid me with a credit card, it meant they were going into debt to pay for my services. Like how silly is that? I was literally turning money away because I didn't want to take credit cards because I don't want to put people into debt. Right? silly. That was a belief that I had told myself. So I think when you start to realize like there's all these little things that happen in your life that start to shape your beliefs around things. And then you start to examine this thing is making me uncomfortable or this thing's getting in my way. And why is that? What was it that happened in my life? Or what was it that I was told growing up that really led me to this point in my life? And it's a little woo-woo and it's a little bit of like psychology, but it's so powerful. And it's so like life-changing when you start to realize these things and put the pieces together.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I remember being, I was in my 20s like mid or late twenties before I ever had my first credit card because I was petrified of like it, you know, my dad always said, you didn't need a credit card. You don't need a credit card. Like you're just going to rack up all this money and you're just going to be in her debt for the rest of your life. I'm just like, that sounds awful. Yeah. (laughs) And they can be very good tools if, if used correctly, you know? Right. I love my
1: airline miles. I get
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was missing out on all those airline
1: miles for so many years. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? I think this actually comes from, and a lot of it's rooted in, and for me, like I got married. We were very like living very minimally. We lived very minimally for a lot of years. When we got married, we went into debt to pay for our wedding. And then after we got married, we went through the whole Dave Ramsey thing. And not to say there's anything wrong with Dave Ramsey, the the principles are great and the ideas are great like pay your debt off but i became so obsessed with paying debt off that literally i didn't even allow us to have any fun right
0: like
1: every spare penny in our life went to paying off debt which is great like we're pretty much like almost debt free besides our house now but it came at a cost right i was working so hard and making all this money and being so diligent about not enjoying my money. And then when my clients started to enjoy their money by getting portraits done with me, it made me uncomfortable, right? And wow, like that could have literally ruined my business, run my business straight into the ground if I wouldn't have caught it when I did.
0: So talk me through that process of making the realization like oh i have a problem here i'm going to find somebody to help me fix it and then actually what was the process for you to go through the like fixing it
1: yeah so what i now work with my coaching clients and i have them do is called a brain dump i don't think it's a i don't think it's a or unique word i think other people use this word but i call it a brain dump so this works for anything in your business in your life that you are fearful of or you're like worried about and simply starting with setting a timer for five minutes and just dumping out all of the bad beliefs you have surrounding money. Whether it's having money is gonna make me a bad person, or people who are wealthy are not generous people, or if my clients spend money with me, that means they're going into debt for me. Right? Write down all of these beliefs that you have, or something as simple as Corinda says that her clients spend five or six thousand dollars all the time with her, and she's had clients that spent Upwards of $30,000 with her, there's no way that's possible. That might be one of your beliefs. There is no way people will pay me thousands of dollars for my portraits. And just writing down all of those beliefs and just getting them out of your brain. And then sitting there and asking yourself as you look through each one of them, would having money make me a person that's not generous or giving? And then think to yourself, is this true? No, it's not true. There's generous people all over the place that have money. Or, If my client swipe that credit card, does it mean they're going into debt? No, it might mean they want airline miles, right? And realizing that these stories are not actually true, and then writing out new positive stories that are the opposite of those negative stories, which are called mantras. I'm sure you've heard the word, right? And literally writing down those mantras. And there's real science behind the fact that if you do something and you repeat something every day for six weeks it will become ingrained in your brain. Like it changes Mm -hmm. the physical makeup of your brain. Like they've done scientific studies on this. So if you take those new stories and you repeat them to yourself multiple times every day, if you read them aloud, if you listen to recordings of yourself, you will rewire your brain without even having to try. And at first, like you feel like this is crazy. I don't believe these things. There's no way. And by the end of the six weeks, you'll be like, oh, I realize it. And what happens is that whenever you have those negative thoughts, like, oh, my gosh, my client's going to swipe a credit card for thousands of dollars. They must be going into debt. Your brain's going to kick in and say, no, Corinda, that's silly. You know, that's not true. They probably just want airline miles, right? And it's literally like become something that's so subconscious that you start catching yourself and replacing those negative thoughts with the positive thoughts. And one day, the negative thoughts don't appear. You know. Right. And if you just start to realize that and go through this process in a lot of aspects in your life, not just surrounding money, like you're going to find that it helps you change and grow so much. And just like have a journal that's like your fears journal, and every time these fears pop up, write them down, look at them, examine them, and write new stories, and just get rid of the old stories. It's really that simple.
0: (laughs) It is. It is. It's. It's amazing to hear you talk about this because that is. And I'm realizing I probably need to do this with my money mindset now, but like, <laughs> that is how I have legitimately battled with anxiety, with de- depression, with, with body image issues. Like I have, I have gone to war with my brain mm-hmm. <laughs> on all of these belief systems about, about these different areas of my life. And that is step-by-step step how I've rewired and I call it a cassette tape. I was literally just in therapy about this two weeks ago <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm going to say this one day not, so going to not know what a cassette tape is. Um, but like I call it a cassette tape and I've like replaced the cassette tapes in my head with all of these positive things now. So I, it, it is a very simple practice, but it is a practice. And in order for those things to happen, you guys, you actually have to do the things you have to be actively Writing those stories down so that they do become ingrained, because it will, like Corinda said, you'll hear yourself in the middle of an IPS meeting, and you know, in your head, and thinking, "Oh gosh, I can't. I'm not worth this, or or my business isn't worth this. My work isn't good enough for this." And that little voice that you've been training for weeks and weeks and week will say, "Sit down, <laughs> shut it." <Yes. up. laughs>
1: exactly. It's so it's so true. And it's like, I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with anxiety. It's yeah. kind of like something that comes, I think, with the creative world. There's not very many of my coaching clients that I have that I talk to that don't say like, I'm a really anxious person. I don't know how I'm going to sit face-to-face and tell people that this canvas is $5,000. It's right. going to just give me a panic attack. And... I think that there's knowledge also when you struggle with that anxiety over money or over people spending money with you, which comes from like money mindset things. There's also some power here in understanding the science of why you need to charge the money. And I think that that is the other piece of the puzzle here that my and my coaching clients laugh when they call me their therapist a lot of times. <laughs> They're like, I don't need a therapist. I just have you, Corinda." But the thing is, is that Yes, we do deal with a lot of mindset issues as we're working through people's businesses and helping them build their businesses. But the other piece of the puzzle is that I find the mindset and the anxiety over being a business owner can kind of dissipate when you really truly understand I have to charge this money. And here's why because I know where every penny goes in my business. I know that you know if i make a $1000 400 of that goes in my pocket and i know that $400 took me this many hours to take and i know every little penny where it's going so it's easier for me to say a price when i know the logic behind it Versus just saying, well, Corinda says I need to be charging my clients all this money. Right. But I don't know why I need to charge them this money. I yeah. think it's just because she's crazy and she just says you should charge them all this money. Right. <laughs> and when you understand the science behind it, it makes it easier to logic through, okay, calm down. I understand this. I know I need to be charging these prices. So I'm going to have to like get over it. But it's easier to get over it when you know the logic there.
0: Absolutely. So did you have like an, you mentioned you had the epiphany, like, okay, this is an issue, let's fix it. So was there a moment in the process of fixing it where it like clicked for you, where there was like, whether it was in the middle of a meeting or maybe a payment came through and you're and it felt good instead of like, oh.
1: Yeah. You know, I think one of the most interesting things is that I learned that you have a comfort zone right? And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I know that I did for a long time. And now I have finally busted this out of the water, but we have numbers that we're really comfortable with, right? Whether that be with what our clients are paying us or the number that sits in our bank account, which might sound weird. And you know how like when you have lots of money in your bank account, you tend to like just burn through it and you have no clients coming in and you feel like things are kind of stale. All of a sudden, when you get on the bottom of that range and you get uncomfortable, you start getting clients again, and you start bringing money in. Mm
0: -hmm. And you know how you
1: always kind of sit there and you think, "Oh, it's because you know somebody knew I needed some money out there, so magically the clients came in." (laughs) It has nothing to do with that. I don't know. Maybe it does, right? But what it has to do with the fact is like we have these this comfort level in our bank account and what our clients paying us, all those things. When we're in that comfort level, we're just going along when we get at the top end it makes us nervous and we constrict and all of a sudden like we start draining back to our comfortable amount when we get at the bottom end all of a sudden we're like oh we need more money we better get more money and all of a sudden the money comes in and we're like wow that was magic but it really all has to do with the fact that we are just comfortable in this bubble and once I started pushing myself to be okay with being outside of that bubble like I think it was the number of my bank account I would say like I always seem to have around like $5,000 in my bank account. That was kind of my comfortable place. So I had like 10 one day and I was like, oh my gosh, I
0: got
1: $10,000 in my bank account. What the heck am I going to do? And then it kind of dwindled away. And then I got to like a thousand and I'm like, oh crap, what's happening? And all of a sudden it goes back. But I think the realization that I was just really comfortable in that place and starting to force myself to look at other numbers. And so for me, the number that I kept writing, I, the number that I was like, I want to have $330,000 in my business. Like that was, I don't know, it's just this number I came up with. So I started writing this number. And all of a sudden, when I started writing that number and thinking of that number all the time, all of a sudden having that $10,000 or $5,000 in my bank account was like, okay, like I can do more. (laughs) It was no longer my comfort zone because I pushed myself way above and beyond that. And I know that's an extreme difference there. But I think that was kind of one of the biggest realizations is we have numbers that are comfortable to us, whether it's our client spending amounts or how much money we want to make in the year or whatever it may be. And we have to force ourselves to really focus and think outside of that bubble to get there.
0: So with that, do you set like a yearly goal? You're like, okay, this is the year I want to hit, you know, half a million or, you know, those types of things. Or do you just continuously like, great. We're hitting, just, we're hitting this number. They're going to hit this number. They're going to hit this number.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I would say setting goals is really important. You have to know exactly how much money you want to have coming in your pocket and you have to know what you have to make in your business to get there. However, I would say there's two types of people in this world. For me, I'm the type of person that I like to set giant goals, and like, if I never hit the giant goal, that's okay. But like, it's good for me to be striving for something big and crazy. Yeah. And then there's other people that when they set goals, if they set giant goals that they never accomplish, they feel like a failure. That's right. It. Yeah. And so for someone like that, what I would say is set your giant goal, but no. Okay, I might not get there this year, but I want to get at least twenty five percent of the way there this year. And next year, I want to get 50% of the way there. And the next year, I want to get 75% of the way there. And know that it's okay if you don't get there tomorrow. But have a timeline for getting there. Because I think that like thinking too small is not going to get us where we want to be eventually. And thinking small also gets us in this vicious cycle of like, okay, I hit my goal. Now I need to reevaluate and change everything to get to the next step. Yeah. Right. So if we set our pricing for, I want to make $100,000 in my business and we hit the $100,000 mark and you're like, well, now I want to hit 200. Then you have to reinvent the whole wheel. Right. If you start with, I want to make $330,000 a year in my business and you set your business up that way and you go for that and you're okay with the progress of getting partially there each year. I feel like that's a much more successful way that we'll Lead to less hamster wheel spinning. Yeah. Which I did for the first like five years of my business, you know, constantly reinventing. Oh, I need to make more money. I didn't make any money this year. What do I need to do next year? Yeah. So that was super helpful for me, is just going for the big
0: goals. Psst, you. Hey, yeah, you listening to this podcast right now. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for listening today. Just because you're listening on this podcast, you are going to be one of the very first to know that I am launching Jen Bay's Coaching and Education at the end of November, and I could not be more excited about it. Now, you may be wondering, what is that? And why do I care? If you are wanting to grow your business, wanting to take that next step in your business in 2023 or hit the next milestone, whether that's going full time, hitting $5,000, $10,000 months, this offers for you. We have two calls per month. Plus, you have boxer access to me, which basically means you kinda get me in your pocket Monday through Friday, which is super fun. And we strategize and prioritize so that you begin to hit the goals you've been chasing after in your business. This isn't a cookie-cutter approach. This is tailored to you, to your goals, and what you need, whether that's marketing, systems, Whatever it looks like for your business, this is where we come in. And I could not be more excited to help service providers across the nation grow their businesses in 2023. Schedule a free consultation through our show notes to see if this program would be a good fit for you. I really, that's a a perspective I've never heard before. Like, I really love the idea, because I'm thinking, okay, like, When I started my business, a big crazy goal for for me at the time was like $5,000 a month, right? And, um, you know, I was like, (laughs) that's never going to (laughs) happen. It's cool. So now, but like you said, I hit that goal and then it was like, okay, well, now I've got to figure out how I'm going to get to seven. And then I was like, okay, cool. Okay. Now I got to figure out how I'm going to get to the next. So, And it's been like that for my business forever, but I really love, and I've been working on this with my business coach. Figuring out a way to okay, I want the business to make you know three hundred thirty thousand dollars a year. Let's begin the structure of like how to get there. You don't walk into a business, any business, as a CEO. So I think it when we own our own businesses, we think like okay, we're just gonna start chugging it away. But we still go kind of go through that ladder of like entry level, and then you know trained professional, and then operations manager, and then we go into the CEO role. And each time we're learning, we're adding to our revenue and that kind of thing.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think literally reverse engineering, the cycle of how most people think about their business is helpful. Like if you said, I want to make a million dollars in my business. Right. And I would say, okay, well, how much do you want to work? I want to work 10 months out of the year. Okay. That's a hundred thousand dollars a year. Like, how are you going to make $100,000 or $100,000 a month? And I would sit there and go, Well, you could just have $10,000 clients a month if you wanted to, right? That's one way to get there. And you probably look at me and go, That's crazy. You're like, Well, yeah, that's crazy now. But what if you could have five clients that are spending $5,000 a month with you right now? And then next year, you bump that up to like eight clients that are spending $7,500 with you. And then the next year, you get, you know, the next step up. And I think that like, literally, I ask people that all the time. I say, how much money do you want to make a year? And they give me a number and it's very conservative. Like, they'll be like, oh, I'd like to be able to make like $30,000 a year my business. And the next thing I ask them, I'm like, do you really only want to make $30,000 a year running a business and working full time? And they're like, oh, maybe I can make 50. <laughs> and I'm like, is that really what you want? Right. And then I say this. How much money do you need to make to live the life you want to live? Have you ever taken the time to sit down and say, you know what? I want to go buy myself a fancy horse and that's going to cost me this much money. And this is how much it's going to cost to keep it in training. Or I want to go buy myself a yacht. How much is that yacht going to cost me? Right? How how many people have actually taken the time to sit down and say, here's what the life I want to live looks like. And here's how much money I need to make. Now I just have to figure out how to get there. And I think that's super valuable in this whole money mindset thing too is it is okay to want things. It is okay for me to sit here and be like, one day I want to buy a yacht. That would be super cool. And like admitting that publicly feels a little like, feels a lot actually like weird to say that publicly. But I want to be able to do something like that one day if I want to, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, there's no shame in like having these big, crazy dreams and telling people I want to make this much money, literally sitting down at my account and being like, um, I want to turn my business into a million dollar business. And him looking at me like this girl's lost her mind. And I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) I'm going to do it. I need to know what I need to do my taxes. So when I get there one day, I'm good. And you know, it's okay to tell people that it's okay to be like, I'm going to make enough money to buy myself a big boat. Yep, absolutely. this I don't before I did all this money mindset work, I could not sit and tell somebody that face to face. Now I'm like, "Heck, yeah, I want to make all this money and do all these things, and look how cool this is, right? And being okay with that is a huge step you have to take to be okay with making the money. And making money doesn't mean you have to go buy yourself a giant boat or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, live the dream, right? Do what you want to do. Provide the life for your kids you want to provide for them.
0: I love that. So how many Like, how many times did it take you to tell somebody that to get comfortable with it? <laughs> or how long? Because I imagine it's a practice, right?
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just telling people. Did you know that you are, oh, I don't know the exact statistic. My husband knows this. You would be like, it's this, Corinda." So when you make a goal, you are like so many times more likely to accomplish the goal when you write it down. Right. And you're so many times more likely to accomplish it when you tell other people. Mm -hmm. Right. And our money that we make in our business is just another goal. So why aren't we telling people? Why aren't we saying it? Why aren't we proudly saying, you know what, I want to build a million dollar business, or I want to build a half million dollar business, or I want to build this empire where I have 10 people working for me. And I just run the show and they do all the hard work, like tell people. Yeah. And, You know, there is no shame in telling people. And I think what happens sometimes is if the people you surround yourself with are not on your level and thinking, they're going to look at you like you're crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: You're going to feel like they're judging you. They might not be judging you, right? But find people who share that same dream and that same vision with you so that you can freely talk about it with them, right? Surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. If you can find a group of people who are running the business that you want to be running and you can get into that group of people, then go to that group of people, right? Find a community. And sometimes it means paying for a coach, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you pay for a coach to talk to because this coach that you're paying thousands of dollars to every month is the only person that you can get around that is on the level you want to be on.
0: Yeah.
1: And sometimes it means you know, befriending somebody in the industry and helping bring them up on your level. And then you have a running buddy, <laughs> but like being around those people is super helpful. I think they say you're like the, the average of like the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. So if you spend all of your time with five people who are like complaining about how they're poor and complaining about how they can't do things and complaining about how their business sucks. And none of their clients want to pay the money. <laughs> you're going to be that person too.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. I think one of the biggest benefits that I've just happened to run into is, is befriending. And now she's my business coach. Like I worked with her for almost two years and then we kind of switched things over. Now she's my coach. And it has changed, changed my business because she was always where I wanted to be. And like working with her for that amount of time, gave me a lot of insight. And now, now we're building this whole thing. So
1: I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Coaches are so important. Coaches are so important. And I will say, I've had so many business coaches that I've, educators that I've learned from over the years. And you know what my number one pet peeve about coaches is? What? (laughs) Is that coaches that, and maybe, I don't know, it's coaches that you pay them, you work with them. And the day you're done working with them, it's like you don't exist in their world. Right? They fall off the face
0: of the earth. Yeah.
1: And I'm just like how could you, how these coaches, I love them. I don't expect them to be my coach for free, but pretend like I exist. Still. <laughs> That's my biggest struggle when I'm coaching other photographers is I'm like, Oh my gosh, I saw the session she did. I wonder what the sale was. Or they still message me when they have big sales and they celebrate, even though it was a year ago that we worked together and I'm still there to like cheer them on and be excited Absolutely. for them. Absolutely. I love that. And in doing that, like I have my own little community of amazing photographers that believe and are excited about the same things I believe in too, which is really cool for me.
0: That's awesome. I feel like there is a lot of feelings (laughs) in the photography industry where there's like not enough. Like you have to be in constant competition with like other photographers or in your community and I've seen this you know a lot in different photographer groups on Facebook and that kind of thing. So for someone who finds themselves in that situation whether you know they feel threatened or they're the ones causing like rifts in the community because they're being successful what do you, what would you say to them?
1: So uh, my first piece of advice is put your blinders on don't pay attention to your competitors. Don't pay attention to what they're doing. Don't follow them on Facebook. Mute the Facebook groups. Do not look at them. Okay. That's my first piece of advice. I, I do not do well seeing what my competitors are doing personally. I'm like, oh my gosh, she has so many clients or she's doing this or she's doing that. What I want to remind you when you do that to yourself is, the number of sessions that someone's posting on social media or how cool somebody's making their life look on social media is not a reflection of how successful they are as a business owner. And I say successful because everybody values their success in a different way, right? Right. But to me, successful is am I running a business where I'm profitable, where I'm happy, where my clients are happy, and where I am doing a good thing for this industry? And that's a big piece of the puzzle make good decisions for the industry, You know, run your business in a way that makes you happy, but like, make good decisions for your industry and make a good living for yourself. Don't work yourself to the bone. And when you're comparing yourself to these other people, remember that the busiest people that are shooting the most are probably the people that are making the least amount of money.
0: <laughs> you're not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong.
1: I mean, I don't post, I'm not on social media posting and bragging all the Facebook groups. Because I'm busy. <laughs> I have clients. They're paying me money, right? I don't need 20 clients a month. I need like three or four. I'm happy with that. You know, I right. don't need all of the people. And I think that's an important reminder. But the other thing is, if you are comparing yourself to your competition, there's a piece of the puzzle that I think might be missing. And that is if you build a business that is so deeply rooted in your why and is so unique to you and what you believe in and your story in your life, you will never have to compete with anyone else a day in your life. And I genuinely believe that to the point of, I just coached somebody who is literally one of my competitors, so to say. She's local, not super local, but she works in the area that I work in. And I have to have peace in knowing that her clients are not my clients because her story is different than my story. And the people that are going to go to her are not going to come to me. And that's okay. Right. Because she wants her clients to wear jeans and t-shirts and be barefoot playing in the field with their ponies, like a little girl. And I want my clients to be wearing formal sparkly dresses. Right. (laughs) And like the reason being is because our stories are different and we're going to relate to different people for different ways. And like, she recently got one of my former clients as a, for a different portrait session than what I did with the client. And I was thinking about it and I thought, I laughed and I thought, well, that totally makes sense because what I do does not match that client. Like what she does, Right, her why is so deeply rooted in things that I think really resonate with that client, which is why that client returns with me. That's okay. Like that's why we're all unique. So yeah, I feel like if you lead with your, your why in a really unique way and you differentiate yourself in that way, you don't ever have to compete with anyone else in your industry.
0: Very well put. <laughs> okay. So if you had like one trick for someone who's struggling with money mindset today, for them to go and act like an action for them to take today to start, fixing, I don't know if fixing is a great word because you're not broken, but working on their money mindset, what would it be?
1: Yeah, I think the number one thing I would say is go do a brain dump. Do that brain dump and write down all of your fears surrounding all of these topics, write them down on paper and really take a step back and look at these things and say, is this the truth or is this a lie I'm telling myself? And I'm going to tell you that everything you tell yourself that's negative is a lie you're telling yourself. I'm just going to straight up say it. If you look at it and you're like, "Oh no, this is true." I'm going to tell you it's not true. <laughs> so don't try to convince yourself that it's true. Write these negative things down and then rewrite them as positive stories and start to love and embrace those stories. And those new stories will start to melt into your life in ways that you never knew were possible. And the other thing is like catch yourself. Catch yourself when you're telling yourself bad things. Like How many times have you done something and you think, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid? Everyone does it to themselves at some point in time. And I struggle with this when it comes to writing words, like writing blog posts or writing captions on social media. I make a lot of stupid mistakes sometimes. And when I am writing captions or I'm doing blogs or I'm doing copy for my website or marketing materials, I find myself sitting there saying to myself, you suck at writing. And then I have to go, no, Corinda, you don't. You're good at writing. You just have to put some thought into it. You're good at it. You can do it. And it's this constant mental struggle because those are one of those things that I really haven't taken the time to conquer. And capturing yourself in those moments whenever you feel like this is not okay. I don't know. I can't charge this. This is crazy. My clients will never pay this money. I'm not good enough. <laughs> That's one of the biggest things. Remind yourself, I am good enough. My clients will pay this. I think one of the biggest, most powerful things you can tell yourself is my clients are excited to pay me thousands of dollars for their portraits. They're excited to swipe that credit card for thousands of dollars. And they are, y'all. My clients that spend the most money are the first ones to come up to me and hug me and tell me that they love me. My clients that spend pennies don't do that. But the people that spend lots of money tell me that they love me and how excited they are, right? And it's just a really cool feeling once you finally get over that and you're able to just embrace it and not have a panic attack when you tell your client how much their invoice
0: is. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, I always like to wrap up with three questions. So the first one is, what is your favorite business tool?
1: Oh, my favorite business tool, I think it has to be ProSelect because it's the tool that makes me the most money. <laughs> Clearly, I have really learned to focus on the things that make you money in your business. ProSelect makes me money. It allows me to like show my clients, here's what your art is going to look like in the walls of your home. Here is what size it needs to be. It gets you away from selling 11 by 14s for a wall. And then your client gets them and says, this looks silly. Um, <laughs> Pro Select is amazing, like helping people visualize and see um, what their portraits are going to look like and helping you sell wall art is just the most amazing thing ever. And it will make you so much money, even though it's a big investment. Just do it. Jen, you have gone through the experience with it's, going it's, through your photos.
0: It was, it's great. It's, I mean, it's an awesome experience. It was a very easy process for me on the client side of things.
1: Yeah. And I think clients are always really surprised. Like I was so scared, but that was so easy.
0: Yeah, it was. The hardest part is just trying to pick through all of the incredible images. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. So then what is your favorite quote?
1: Oh, my favorite quote is done is better than perfect. (laughs) That is a big thing that like really holds people back in everything they do. And my coaching clients kind of have a bit of a joke that I think I attract perfectionists because I'm a perfectionist myself, (laughs) a recovering perfectionist. So I tend to attract perfectionists. And it's one of the biggest things that comes up when I talk to photographers for the first time is they just are afraid to do it because it's not good enough. Or they spend so much time obsessing over a portrait, over something silly that your client's never going to notice. So just like get it done and put it out there. Don't worry about it. If you obsess over it forever... You will never get it done. So put it on a sticky note on your computer. Done is better than perfect. On your bathroom mirror, everywhere you go. That's your new mantra for the day.
0: 100%. Yes, I am also a recovering perfectionist. Use recovering lightly. Uh, Okay. My very favorite question is if I were to come down to Montgomery where would we go and what would we have if we went and grabbed drinks
1: oh my goodness
0: and we've already it's been definitely. to a starbucks so we can't go back to starbucks
1: <laughs> montgomery's a pretty boring place
0: <laughs> but we, we went we went up to houston maybe
1: uh, we would i would probably honestly as boring as it sounds take you to get boba tea Ooh, that's I my like weakness it milk tea know, that's my that's my thing my favorite thing to go do
0: <laughs> I have not had a milk tea I had boba tea for the very first time ever last last week or two weeks ago oh really uh-huh yeah and I <laughs> love it
1: it's an addiction but if you wanted real drinks we would go get Mexican food because when you're in Texas you just eat Mexican food and drink margaritas <laughs> and we have like a million Mexican food, like we have more Mexican food restaurants than anything else around
0: us. So. <laughs> I'm sure than real drinks.
1: But i take it.
0: I'm I'm all I'm all for boba teas.
1: I I start when I when I have a margarita. I start giving unsolicited business advice to people. So, oh, no. It doesn't work out well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Hey, I'll take all the unsolicited business advice I can get, especially when we're talking about money mindset, because I'm just listening to you and I'm like, Oh, I need to, that's have some work I need to do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think everyone does. It's
0: yeah, definitely. Totally
1: understandable.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know our audience is definitely going to want to hang out with you. So where can we find you?
1: Yeah. So on Facebook, I have a private Facebook group for photographers called Photography Business Tune-Up with Corinne Decay. My photography page is just Corinne Decay. And on Instagram, you can find me at Profitable Photog Collective. <laughs> Photographer is too long for Instagram. Profitable Photog Collective or 365 Days of Horses. I am on there all the time. And in December, I'm launching the Profitable Photographer Collective, an amazing new course for photographers to help them master their mindset and money. Because those are my favorite topics. You can do
0: anything in your business once you master those two things. Absolutely. I'm so excited about that program. It's going to be amazing. So definitely give her a follow and check it out for yourself. Thank you again so much for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you are loving our content, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to our channel or left us a review. You can always hang out with me on the gram at Success Beyond the Lens. Hope to see you guys next week.